0: Looking for clarity and confidence when it comes to decision-making for your business? You've come to the right place. You're now listening to the Atomic Business Coaching Podcast. I am Adam. And I'm Tom. And
1: together, we are Atomic Business Coaching. Where our stories are your solutions. What's up, Tom? How are What's you? up, man? How's everything going? Awesome. I've had a, a productive day. What about yourself? Very productive. Got a bunch of
0: things done. Got some videos shot that we had to do, got them over to you, and uh,
1: yeah, it, it's been a very productive two days, really. Yeah, I was uh, very appreciative of you getting all that over. I wasn't expecting it today, so uh, you're making my life a little easier with something, so I want to thank you very much. Ah, forget about it. Forget about it. Uh, you know what? Let's address this, because forget about it. Nobody forget about that. it. <laughs> this guy, Tom, you know, so uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, um, take a guess. Take a guess where we're from. Are we from Texas? No. Are we from, uh, the Midwest? No. No. We're from New York. So, uh, hopefully you have, have noticed Tom's accent and, uh, why do you have that accent, Tom? You know, it's
0: funny. My parents grew up in Manhattan. I went to school in Brooklyn and I have like this Brooklynese kind of Long Island combination accent, but you know, Long Island accents are really, brooklyn and then queens accents and manhattan accents that moved out to the island i mean that's what happened to the evolution of uh our families you know they were all in the city and they all migrated to the island and that's kind of what happened so my dad was
1: uh my dad was born in brooklyn and my mom was born in queens new mm-hmm. york so it they it is both moved to long island so yep. it's funny but yeah it's always we always find it uh interesting when we listen back like wow Tom, that was that was really <laughs> new york my friend I have to,
0: I have to elocute a little bit better and not be so long island and speak with a little bit more simplicity and enunciation.
1: (laughs) See, I can do it. You forget about it, you know? Uh, L.E.
0: E. You know? It's all good, man. All good. but the New York is better than the Long
1: Island. Hey, I'm from Long
0: Island. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Yeah, well, I, I, I was easily identifiable up in Schenectady, New York, where I went to college in Union, <laughs> and uh, people were like, you must be from the island. And I'm like, yes, I am. How'd you know? They said, "Yeah."
1: <laughs> so that's fun. So you talked about college. You know what? So there's many people that are listening to this podcast, and we greatly appreciate it. Um, it's been rapidly growing, which we're, we're super excited about. Um, but this may be your first time listening. So, Tom, why don't we tell them a little about who we are, what we do. Take like a minute, and then yeah. we'll get into... We're going to play a fun game today. We're going to have a different podcast. So, Ooh, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. So, go ahead. Why don't you... Uh, uh, a little bit about who you are. And all wh- right. So, yeah. So, real
0: quick, I am a physician assistant by training. I've been in the healthcare administration space for the last 14 years. I have a C-suite position that I've held for a company in Manhattan. <laughs> I still do that several days a week. And you know, it one of the things uh, you know, I've always been in the service of other people and that's always been my life purpose. And several years ago I became a life coach because I wanted to help other people to overcome their burnout and their stress and and live fulfilling lives. But I've had so much great experience that has brought us together, right? There's so many things that I've gotten to do and in my administrative role I've done mostly operations. I was the VP of operations for one of the largest group practices in New York State and had the Brooklyn and Queens region with 16 offices, 700 people in my portfolio, and over a $200 million budget that I was overseeing. And that experience taught me so much and the importance of building relationships with people. And that's kind of what we've brought into the business is building that relationship with other people, networking, and how to really run a business. So
1: using all those skills from my experience has been really awesome. Yeah. And for me I, at 16 years old I knew exactly what I wanted to do and I was lucky enough I went to New I Park High School in New York, Long Island, New York mm-hmm. and they had a program it's only one of four in all of New York State called the Academy of Finance. Mm-hmm. And so I I took courses from Hofstra University in high school. So I took 2 years of college in high school which was incredible. And I knew at that moment I wanted to be in finance. And I have been in finance for the last 23 years. I started in banking uh, then I got into investments and insurance. And up now, even I own my own financial planning firm. So I, I've just, I've always had this gravitation towards helping people in my personal life and other things. And then financial services, while it was a lot of in the beginning banking, you know, I worked for Citigroup, I worked for NY, I worked mm-hmm. for some larger banks. Um, I've worked for MetLife, which is a large institution there. Uh, but it was like I've always had this thing outside to help Individuals and, and help people. And I came up when I, when I was creating all the marketing for my financial planning firm, I came up with a tagline that it was more my mission statement of what I do, not only in business, but in life. And it was, I help change people's lives by bringing confidence and clarity to decision making. And that's kind of been my North Star for everything that I do in life. And that's really how it adapted into Atomic Business Coaching. It's the same thing, except with the additive of Tom and his area of expertise on the mindset and how you deal with your emotions and how you take action on things. So that's that's a little bit of, of my background. And obviously, I, I've, I've said this before, but um, I've done a lot with small businesses. I've been the president of a chamber of commerce. I am on the Small Business Advisory Council for United States Congress. And then I do a bunch of a variety of other things where I sit on boards and but really, my work has been helping business owners over the last decade. Even though I've been in 23 years, I, I used to work with individuals. Now I work more with business owners, mm-hmm. and I've brought some of them to. You know, I had one of my clients had a 93 million dollar exit, and he was in the manufacturing business. I've had another client, you know, where they really grew their whole company from nothing to something incredible in a matter of two years. And when I say nothing, they they were literally making like hundred grand, and now they're doing over two million dollars almost per year. And then I have another another client. That came to me on an individual side and it led into some business advice and that they turned into the number one real estate agent team in all of New York State. I mean, that gentleman, he did everything on his own, but it was some of the guidance that I was able to give to him that allowed him to continue on with that confidence. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really so fulfilling to work in these huge capacities, but our work here is focused on the small business owner and more particularly the newer business owner. And what we're really trying to do is help people to 10x by working less, right? And and we just find that too many business owners are working, 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 and they're spinning their wheels and they're not making any progress. They're not making any advancements. They're not having that consistent and sustainable growth. And the key is why we work with newer business owners. They're usually after their first year, we don't typically work with people starting a new business, mm-hmm. but it's after they've been in business a year up to five years. And what we find is these business owners did the hardest part already, and the hardest part was to get started. We, <laughs> we don't want to help people yep. with the hardest part. <laughs> right, exactly. That's the hard part. Yeah, and that, that's just something that's inside of you. You may have that grit, and you may have that tenacity of, like, I'm going to do this, this dream, and this passion I'm going to go after. We can't really coach that. You either have that or you don't. Right. But when people go through that and they start, they typically, between the end of their first year and the beginning of their fifth year, they hit this wall where it's like, I, I'm literally doing everything in my business and I have no free time, no personal life. They forgot why they were there. And what we're trying to do is, like I said before, we're trying to help them to 10X by working less. Sounds crazy and sounds like uh, one of those things like, hey, it's an advertising thing. i want to help you 10X to work less. And, but what it really means is it's, you're burnt out, right? And we're right. trying to take you from burnout to then really build out a plan so you can understand what you're going to be doing and understand why you're doing it and have it be your path instead of some other path that either you just somehow got on or you mm-hmm. thought or somebody else thought you should be there. And then the way that we help you to work less is by building out delegation tactics on a team. So that leads us into what we're going to do today with our little game. You want to tell them about our game, Tom? Sure. So we, like Adam just mentioned, we we're
0: very be intentional about helping people from burnout to building a plan to delegating. And so a lot of what we've been working on is our own content strategy around how we present that to our audience and you being our audience. We want to make sure you understand what our intention is behind the content that we're providing. And really, it's, it, it's a lot of what we talk about in our sessions with our clients as as part of the journey. And so, so today, what we're going to do is, is we're going to ha- we have this four subtopics in each of those three main broader pillars of what we're talking about. And we're gonna pick a number from one to four. And we're gonna Adam and I are gonna do a little round robin on it. And I'm gonna you know, he's gonna explain one thing and I'm gonna explain something else. And and the goal is is for you to just get a sense of of what we're we're trying to convey in that pillar. So the burnout pillar, the building a plan pillar, or the delegate pillar. And that's really what, what today's ex- exercise and fun game is going to be about.
1: Perfect. So we really we like living in that scripting and doing anything. So we're going to mess with each other a little bit here. <laughs> so if, if the train goes off the tracks, bear with us. But, exactly. Uh...
0: <laughs> it's what makes it fun, right? Because yeah. we're here to have fun. Business should be fun. These are things that should be fun. And this is where we want to convey that, that, you know, when you come in this stressed out state of mind, it's because you're not having any fun. Yeah. And that's the key is to
1: have some fun. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, w- I spoke to someone recently about it. They were We were just in a DM on Instagram and he was asking me, do I subscribe to a s- particular philosophy that he did? And it was about working and having fun and all these other things. And I'm like, listen, the day that it's no longer fun is the day you should start looking for something else, right? Because and now I'm not saying, you know, people say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's a nice thing to say, but you might not love it, but it can be fun, right? The, the hard, difficult tasks can be fun. You can make it fun. It, yeah, it sucks. It's painful. It's everything else. But you can make it fun. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, let's mess with each other a little bit here. Okay. Um, who wants to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. So. All right. So, what you're going to do is our three pillars. We're mm-hmm. going to pick. It's either burnout, business plan, or delegate. Which one would you like to talk I'm about? I'm going to go with burnout. Okay. So, under burnout, we have four different topics. That we discuss, and I'm gonna ran, I'm gonna switch up the numbers of these so you don't know. I'm really doing this so you don't know. So, okay.
0: <laughs> he's a uh, okay. Uh, okay. All right, I'll take burnout for four hundred, please.
1: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So burnout. Uh, pick a number from one to four. All right. Three. Three. Okay. So three is self care. All right. Awesome. So no, So, so basically, <laughs> we didn't explain what we we're going to do. Yeah. The idea of the game is, is now Tom's just going to kind of talk a little bit about how self-care relates to burnout and what that is and how we work with our clients. Absolutely.
0: So, you know, the key, you know, this, the, the thing that we observe for people who are experiencing burnout is they really want these things and there's things that you want. You want time for yourself, time for your family, time for your business and time for all the other things. And the key is, is that you have to start with time for yourself. You have to start reducing your stress, so that you, and do, by doing that, you are doing something to take care of yourself. So a self care activity like meditating or walking or sitting in your car listening to music or just just being somewhere that you find to be refreshing is all the self care you have to do. You can watch television. You can watch that brainless comedy show or that thing that really makes you laugh because. That, that's an important part of the healing from your stress, right? Is, is doing something that refreshes you and is going to get you your body healing. And there's no better way to heal your body and start taking care of yourself than to start laughing. So do a fun activity. Do something. It doesn't have to be the meditation and the serious thing. If you like to do that, that's great. Meditation is a wonderful exercise. We do it. Adam and I do it all the time, but really find something fun for yourself to, to do. Go and just be funny do something funny out of character go to a comedy show go go watch some comedies and you know all these uh, streaming systems have awesome comedy shows but just put your plate self in a place so that you could start to laugh because that is really the best way to start your self-care journey of healing because you get those good energy that good vibe going and that's what it's really all about
1: i like it man i haven't heard you say that before that's uh it's an interesting way to look at it because you know, so much coaching is very technical. And like, go mm-hmm. meditate and go exercise and go. Now we we subscribe to all those things, but I like adding this new aspect of it of of laugh. Yeah. It's a good way to think. of it. I know you did something recently about music, like listen to music in your car. Yeah, but I like this this laughter one. It is one of the things my wife and I love to do is we go see comedians, mm-hmm. and it's it's usually like our favorite thing to do. And, uh, it's because like you're with a whole crowd and you're laughing and it is, it is a true stress reliever.
0: Yeah. Did I ever tell you what I did for my wife's 40th birthday?
1: No. So I rented out
0: the back room of governors in Levittown. So governor's comic club is a very big comic club on Long Island. I rented out the back room. We had a private show and I hired three comedians and the whole theme of the nights because we're huge Mrs. Mazel fans on mm-hmm. Amazon, right? So I literally had the Marvelous Mrs. Marino. That was the theme of her party. And we had we had the whole comedy show. It was awesome. It was the greatest thing. I mean, we had so much fun. Our friends had a ton of fun. It was such a different and innovative thing to do for a party and to use that theme. And I just played off of everything. And it was awesome because she was surpri- and it was a su- surprise party for her. So she had no idea what was going to happen. And she just had the best time. And we love doing that, too. We should all go to a comedy show together.
1: That would be a lot of fun. That would be fun. That's a good idea, man. About, yeah, let's I, do that. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good idea to do that together, but yeah, what a what a really fun way to have a party. I like it. Yeah, exactly. So, All right, round two. So now I'm up. All right, so business plan or delegate? I'll go with business plan.
0: All right, fantastic. All right, let's see. Pick a number
1: from one to four. One, because one is the best. Okay, so let's talk about goals and deadlines goals and deadlines mm-hmm. okay so you know one of the one of the major things that we see is people will set a goal right and they they set this arbitrary goal of i want to make a million dollars or you know i i want to work as little as possible i mean i'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to take every weekend off and i'm going to do all these things well when you're setting a goal or a deadline there really has to be an intentionality on what you want to achieve for yourself right it, it's what you want to achieve and by yourself i mean you personally your family or where you want that business to go one day. If you pick these arbitrary goals, that's just like, I want to make a million dollars, there's no meaning in it. And when you're, when you're setting a goal, what we found is there's, you know, people say shoot for the stars and worst case scenario, you land on the moon. Well, that's, that's a nice thing, cliche to say. But what does it really mean to you? That means nothing, right? Shoot for the stars, land on the moon, make a million dollars. It really doesn't mean anything. If you set a goal that has an outcome that is meaningful to you, you will have more discipline to do it because discipline comes from a passion and a desire to do something. So these goals, of course, they need to be in a business world profitable and growing and everything else, but they have to have a purpose. Now, not only for you, they have to have meaning and a purpose for your entire team. So if your team is not on board with what this meaning of the goal is, they are going to look at it the same way as just saying, oh, you know, shoot for the stars, land on the moon. So that's, That's one of the biggest things, misconceptions I think people have with the goal is just randomly picking it out of thin air. Right. You know,
0: know, and, and that's a great point. You know, when you randomly pick it out of thin air and it's vague and it's not specific enough, it becomes this very difficult thing to achieve, right? So the more specific that goal, the more planned out, the more mapped out, the phases, the milestones, all those things. The the more likely you are to achieve that, and and that's really you know one of the things that I have done and and we've done in all of our coaching experiences be very specific about those goals because when you you're not specific you you don't always have the motivation because it's not specific enough you you procrastinate on it because it's not specific enough and you avoid it because it's not specific enough and and that's really the care it's part of creating that clear vision, when we talk about clarity and creating the clear vision for our businesses and for our lives, the clearer that we can make that look, the more detail we can add to it, like even just like a day in the life of it, what do you look like? What are you wearing? How do you feel? What are you doing? The more clear that becomes, the more of a reality now you're creating for yourself and you're able to, to see it differently
1: and you're more motivated to achieve it at that point. Yeah. Exactly. So let me give you an example then. Yeah. So I had a client and they, when we were going through the goal section, they, they said, I would like to own an Island and they were, they were joking, but they were serious. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, what, what's the reason you want to own this Island? Like, what's the purpose of it? And he's like, well, number one, I think owning an Island would be cool. Like, I mean, can't disagree. If you owned an Island, it's pretty damn cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Secondarily is he said, I, I need an escape. I didn't escape from what I am doing each and every day. And I want to know that I can go to this place. And it would be really nice to have an island like Richard Branson or something else. Now, mm-hmm. this person, when they came, they were not going to have the capacity to do that. With what they were doing, they had no capacity to buy an island. And they knew that too. So it was this unachievable goal. But it was, in their mind, like something to go on a vision board, right? Anybody, mm-hmm. if you have watched that movie, The Secret, or read the book, The Secret, it's like, have a vision board. Right. And again, that's, that's too vague. So I said, I said, hey, let's get really specific. Do you really want to do this? And he's like, yes, I really want to do it. But I, even me, I'm kind of like, this is, it's impossible. Islands are so much money. So we did a little bit of research. And we found that you can buy tiny little islands, and this was some years ago, in the Bahamas. For At that time, it was $800,000.
0: Okay. Not bad. That's a
1: tiny, it's a tiny little nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. That's there's no electric. There's no this. There's no that. But he was like, "Holy cow! I can actually own an island, and everything about him lit up." Like he's like, "Wow! I I can really do this." So it was achievable, but it was meaningful, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't like he could do that tomorrow to buy that, and then the extra expense, I'm sure, to build a shack on there and run right. the electric and put a dock to get your boat, whatever it was, was probably you know a few million dollars. But the moment it was like reality and meaningful, it changed why he was now going to set his business goals. So as we were going through setting these business goals, he now kept thinking about the island and thinking about, well, I, that's a possibility. I could really do that if I achieve the goal. Correct. And that's a type of way, if you are in your life trying to set a goal, look at some of those things that you want to do in maybe your personal life or for your spouse, or something you want to set for your kids, and then every single day when you're going through and working and being disciplined and having that grit and consistency to go through and achieve that goal every day, you'll look up and, and you'll be able to move forward because there's plenty of days it's going to suck, right? But you'll be able to move forward because it has meaning behind it. So I hope I hope that example at least gives some ideas of how any of you listening or watching can, yeah, can kind of do this on your own. You know, it, it's such a great story because the energy that he felt.
0: In realizing that he could have that, that motivating energy, it fuels him in a very, very different way. And that's part of why when we tell people create a vision for your life and what it looks like and live as if you've already accomplished it, it gives you a whole different sense of, of motivation. And it gives you, you can, you can actually experience that feeling. And that's, that, that feeling is what should be the motivator to getting there is that feeling of how, how are things going to be when, when you reach that milestone and when you get to that point and embrace that and use that to get to that and achieve it. You know, that that's really what it's... That's really awesome. Did he ever buy the island? Well,
1: that's the whole thing. Is he's still working towards it, right? It's, it's beautiful. Right. Right. But we... Uh, I'm not joking. We did a, an annual review last week and now we're building... A, he's getting married now, which was one of his goals, which right. is amazing. <laughs> and... And in his goals are are this way to buy an island, and his fiance is like, "What? What? You gonna do that? <laughs> and hey, my Barry. wife." But without but without skipping a beat, he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna buy an island." It was it wasn't so it was no longer a question, right? But It was like, "No, this is what we're doing." So mm-hmm. he he has this intention and this meaning behind it mm-hmm. that now it's it's a part of him. And there's a great thing that I use all the time. It's called identity process outcome. And if you identify as a certain person, a certain thing, and he identifies with being a island owner. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the process to do that? He's got to do the work to get there. What's the I- outcome if he does all the work? He owns the island. Correct. So, there's no more thinking for him. Mm-mm. It's just this is what I'm doing. Right. Right. So that's the differentiator of of when you can make something meaningful.
0: Right. And Hopefully, that
1: laser a focus yeah. to be able to achieve that. It, that's exactly right. Exactly. Yep. Right. So we did, um, we, we, had our th- we have our three pillars, right? So we yep. did our burnout, we did business plan. Why don't we both do Delegate? That's our last one. Okay. Um, and let's try to, I don't want to, this is, it's getting longer than we usually do. So right. any of you who are still here listening, we appreciate it. Let's try to keep this to like five minutes and then we'll wrap it up for you. All right. So hopefully you can stick around. Um, so you're going to go. So you're going to pick a number under Delegate from one to four. Okay. I'm going to pick one this time. Team. That was team. I just did them in the exact other end. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to mess it up a little bit differently. <laughs> well, but that's exactly what I thought you thought I was gonna mess you up. so I'm like, let me do the originals so you can yeah. mess yourself up. All right, perfect. so let's do te- <laughs> let's do team all right all right we'll so whats team. the purpose is delegate right? so yeah, we're always talking about delegation, and now the topic about it
0: is a team yeah and and listen, you can't delegate to anybody but a team. You can't delegate to yourself well, you can, but that's not the point of having a team. And you know, having a team and delegating to them really takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of um, letting go of the control. And that's why I'm, I'm cheating because I'm also bringing in the letting go. But the, the, the bottom line is, is that when you have a team, the key is, is when you go to delegate, utilize the strengths of the people on your team and give them tasks and things that they can do for the business that are really going to cater to their strengths. Because there's a lot of benefits when you're catering to people's strengths. It actually increases their morale. It increases their productivity and you tend to retain those people much longer. When you're giving people tasks and it's things that don't cater to their strengths or just frustrate the hell out of them, that builds a lot of resentment and it builds a lot of job frustration. And it really causes people to look for other jobs, other places. And you know, it's so hard to recruit. Good team members these days, and it's so hard to find the right people. But the key is if you're always looking at what is this person's strength and how does that strength benefit my business, you're going to be able to delegate much more effectively. So that would be my two cents
1: on that. Nice, I like it. All right, so same topic, delegate, um, and I got to pick a number from one, one to four. Two, four. Don't change the numbers based on what uh, I pick. Okay, that's fine. All right, I'm gonna pick three is for me. Three is for me. All right, communication communication. All right. So when you delegate, communication obviously is important, right? Because you're asking someone to do something. Okay. So the way that you ask them to do it is going to be a key, Mm -hmm. right? And and one of the things you have to really get across to people is make it about them, not about you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And a lot of times what someone's doing is saying, well, I need you to do this because I need this, and I need that, and we need this, and we need that. Well, if you can go in and say, hey, I'm going to give you this because I've watched your work, and I believe that this is something you can take on. Well, that inspires someone like, wow, I'm appreciated. They think I'm capable and have the competency in order to do this, mm-hmm. that they get excited. To, they're like, wow, yeah. this, is, this is actually something that they trust me with. So the communication is, is key. The secondarily part secondarily the second is that word <laughs> <laughs> i like making up new words we did wait, wait, wait we came up with a new word perpetual innovation all right we'll talk about that on another episode perpetual innovation don't forget about that but i digress so the the other part about the communication is to be very precise yeah. right we work a lot with our clients to build out SOPs, standard operating procedures and when we build this out We're really saying like, what is the role and responsibility and what are the systems that you're going to use to do that? And based on the role and responsibility and the systems they're going to use, you can then write a very particular job description on what that person's going to do. Mm -hmm. Well, that was what Time was saying before is getting a team in is is pretty difficult than getting the right people. But when you do get the right person, you need to tell them what to do. So in the communication, you can actually have systems and processes to communicate that for you. And it's a company standard, right? And what we always tell our clients is in building these standard operating procedures, it's your way. It's your company's way of doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's what it is. The the SOP is the instruction manual on how to do these tasks that you're about to delegate, okay? And if you had to communicate that over and over and over again, it would it would get monotonous. So if you have a document that can communicate for you, what that allows to do is for your your staff who is just getting this new task to come and ask very intellectual questions that are going to help them produce whatever you're asking them to do and if they don't ask you questions that's even better because that means you have a very right. clearly communicated sop so when it comes to delegation yes communication is primary in all of it awesome all that's right so man, this is a little bit longer than we usually do
0: yeah a little bit longer but i think you know it the point of it was we wanted to convey a little bit more information about our intention and how we can communicate what we do and that's something that you know if you've never been here before you know we talked about what you know our backgrounds a little bit but the key to what we do is is we really help you to level up and figure out ways to not work as much as you're working and really build businesses and no longer own a job right that's one of the things like we we were talking about with the burnout piece is that People come to us and if you're struggling with something, it's probably because you're owning a job and not owning a business and thinking like a business owner. And that's what Adam and I really try to focus on is how do we get you through building confidence and clarity, through taking you from building, you know, coming from a burnout state to building a plan and being able to execute through delegating to other people. And when you delegate, you really lead yourself to your own freedom. Because that is, that's why you have a team and that's why you have people that come into play and that you look to hire so that you can have more freedom back because that's what you want. You want more time back for yourself and for your family and everything else that you want to do in this lifetime. And the key is, is that you can do all of that. You just need the right
1: approach to executing that. And that's where we come in. I love that, brother. So on that note, what I'm going to say is, hey, if you're listening to this again, we appreciate it. But if you want to communicate directly with us, There's a few different options to do that. Number one is every week we go on Instagram and do a live Q&A about this episode. So if you are listening to this, and as they, you know, they come out every Wednesday at 6.42 p.m., if you're listening to it, tomorrow you can jump on Instagram and do a live Q&A with us and ask us any questions directly about what we talked about here or just get some individualistic advice. I mean, look, Tom and I have extensive experience in what we do. And we're spending an hour about on that. That's what it's like 45 minutes to an hour on Instagram live, just talking to people. There's no cost. There's no barrier of entry. You you don't have to show up on camera, even though we allow a lot of people to come do that. You can just ask a question. We'll answer it directly there for you. So you can do that, or you can always go to atomicbusinesscoaching.com. That's atomicbusinesscoaching.com. And right in there, you can schedule a complimentary consultation with us. So once again, we appreciate you listening. And until next time. Reignite your dreams.